right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We have finally made it. Uh, Masters Week is here, but we're not going to be previewing the Masters. We're saving that for our Masters preview. Solly here. DJ Pi is here in the kill house with me. Hello, DJ Pi. Hello, hello, hello. Good to be here. Big Randy is calling in. He is back home, but he spent some time out in Palm Springs this past week. Cannot wait to pick his brain on that. Hello, Big Randy. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. It's so great to be with you. Uh, thank you, as always, for allowing me to uh, share this space. Huge week for Coloradans out in Palm Springs. That's right. That's right. In case you missed it, there are some new Callaway staffers on the women's scene, and they are gaming Rogue ST drivers. We have Atia Gino Titicum. Uh, announced as a Callaway staffer on Monday of the JTBC last week. Then she proceeded to win the event uh, in a playoff. We also have Rose Zhang. I believe you guys are familiar with her. DJ Randy may be able to tell us a little bit about that. She was in danger of missing the cut at the Onwell. We're going to talk some about that later. Came back uh, firing to finish a round, finish round two birdie birdie. Birdie put herself in position for Saturday. Uh, Where will people be seeing some of Rose Zhang soon? Uh, They'll be seeing it on our next Week in the Life video that we did with the Stanford women's golf team. I don't want to oversell it, Randy, but I think I think Rose might be my favorite player in the world. I think that that was my take my takeaway coming out of Palo Alto. Probably my favorite person in the world. <laughs> we have got our Rogue STs. We're getting ready to take them on a big golf trip, actually, which we may uh, may discuss at some point this week. I am gaming the Rogue ST Triple Diamond. What do you have, Deej? The Max? Uh, yeah, just the, the straight down the middle one. Straight down the middle one. Big Randy, what are you gaming these days? The Rogue ST, the... Straight down the middle. The max. The max. Well. Okay. So the, the max. Yes. We keep hearing reports from the field about the Rogue ST line having a having very consistent distance. What that means is most simply is you are going to get more distance more often. Uh, we don't always all hit it on the screws every time, but the Rogue ST line essentially gives you more screws to hit it on. I don't know how they do that, but it makes a lot of sense. I've had a couple sheepish drives where I miss hit it pretty bad and it flies great, and I I've acted like I hit a bad one, and uh, people are like, "What are you talking about? That's pretty good." I'm like, "Yeah, that's kind of." Kind of seems unfair, but it's working. Can I say something about the Rogue ST? I, I don't want to make my man blush. Randy's hitting it out of a window I've never seen him hit oh it out of before. Oh, my God. I'm, it's, I'm glad it's, you said it because I was going to say Randy, it. notoriously, I would say uh, shitty ball flight off the tee. Is that fair to say? Well, it depends what part of the world you're playing in, but, yeah, <laughs> usually. Uh, and it's it it's been a complete game changer. It looks like a new man out there. Well, let's go in Randy's bag li- a little bit later. Sounds and good. And you can find out which Rogue ST driver might be best for you through their driver selector tool at callawaygolf.com slash custom fitting. That's callawaygolf.com slash custom fitting. A lot to talk about this week. We have Jennifer Cupcho wins the Chevron. We have Anna Davis winning the Anwa. JJ Spawn wins Valero. I think we got to start with... There were pictures today of Tiger Woods. He hit 33 range balls uh, at Augusta National, and there were pictures of him playing the back nine. Guys, I put his chances of playing this thing at like 2.5% last weekend. I, I, I can't believe it. I know the Tiger hype train, we've done this so many times, but I'm aboard. I'm, I'm, I'm in on this. I can't, this is unfucking believable that, that he might play in the Masters. Yes, oh, to the point where I, I feel I'm, I'm dusting off a lot of my feelings uh, from the 2019 Masters, yeah. where it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Like, it's kind of too, too big. Like, I, I still in my head is the pictures of him driving his car off the literal yes. cliff, 
Still the reports that like, oh, they might have to amputate his leg. Still like the horrible, you know, first couple photos that came out of him. But then also the, you know, very normal looking golf swings we saw at the father son. And oh my so God. I, I wish I had something smart to say. I wish I had something uh, intelligent to say, but it, it is one of those, like, it's almost just too big to kind of wrap my head around. And that's kind of how I feel about every single thing that the cat does. Uh, and my position has not changed. Randy, are you as hyped as we are? No, absolutely not. I got to, I got to go underground. Uh, cannot, cannot do the, the hype wagon on Twitter. I will say a couple things with tiger. I just can't imagine how's he this healthy? How's he able to swing? Uh, oh, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> no, I hope everything's good there. Uh, but the other thing I will say, if he does contend at Augusta, they they honestly they should revoke just about everybody's tour card. It's certainly <laughs> the top twenty in the world. It, it it will be an absolute indictment of of the supposed world's best if Tiger waltzes in and contends at Augusta. And I actually hope for that. Do do we think he tees it up? Like, what do you think? What do you put the chances at as of right now? He's on the interview schedule for Tuesday. He played a practice round today. Play, he flew up this past week. Played a practice round on Tuesday as well. I man, he hasn't announced he's playing, which is weird to me. It it just it seems like it's not going to. You know, of, of course, all of this is wild speculation as it always is with Tiger. I mean, it seems like the the game plan here is to. Get out there, walk as much as he can, see how he recovers, see how he feels, see how he feels, see how he feels, and uh, obviously, like entitled to do that as as long as he wants. Uh, but it it really seems like if he was a hundred percent in by now, we would know, right? I I think he would, you know, that that kind of seemed to be the mo uh, in the past. But I think if he hasn't announced by now, there's some serious doubt. But it sounds like he is absolutely going to give it a shot. Which the more I think about it, the more it's like. You know, Randy, I'm sure some of your uh, pessimism, we'll call it uh, cynicism, maybe would be another word. I think some of that stems from like, you know, hey, man, why don't you just like take some plays off and, just you know, chill. why don't you just chill? But at the same time, I can't imagine how bad the last year has sucked ass uh, for the cat. And I think I, I would have to assume where he feels the most normal is between the ropes. And if he can, you know, if there's any shred, any flicker of hope that he can get out there and like play tournament golf at the best golf tournament in the world, as every fan in the world is rooting him on, wants him to do it. Like I, I get, you know, I get the temptation to try to make that work. So I feel like from his perspective, it would, the worst case scenario would be to announce he's playing. And then by Wednesday be like, yo, I just shot like 48 on the front. Like I can't do it. Right. So he can kind of come in this way, not having put a ton of pressure on himself to do it, feel his way out, and assuming all is good to go, he's going to do it. But he could get up there and be like – because right before – But it's not. It's also not like he's going to another planet. Like, golf is golf on some level to where it's like he's not going to show up and, it, and it's either going to be like 32 or 62 on the front nine. Well, you know what I mean? Like the, I, Before Safeway back in 2016, whatever it was, he was getting ready to go. Like, he was he was played nine holes before getting ready to go play it. And he lost six or seven balls and shot like 48 and withdrew from the tournament. So I think that's just kind of like, all right, I hit some balls at medalist, but like I'm going to go hit some at Augusta and feel like, can I hold the back right shelf on six? Can I fly at the right number on 12? Can you start feeling your way around that? And if you can kind of 
I think he's kind of counting on getting back there. If this was like Brookline, there'd be no chance he'd be playing right now. I don't think if it was Southern Hills, don't think he'd be doing it. But look, I know this place. I know all the places I can miss it. I know where to hit it. I know how to do these shots. There's, I've won this tournament five times. Like I'm, I might just give this a shot. I'm not taking up anybody else's spot. I can go all the way up till Wednesday, and it doesn't really affect anything. <laughs> that would be a sick take, though, if somebody was was calling out Tiger for taking up a spot. <laughs> I would be here. I was going to say takes. it's it's pretty unfair to the first alternate, <laughs> Richard Bland. <laughs> what if he's hunting a par three trophy? Has he won the par three competition yet? I oh, think he's not playing the par three. I think that's. Uh, I think he already announced that, didn't I? May I may not. Have I, that I gotta right. imagine he's not taking like literally any more steps than he has right. to take. Um, I think the weather forecast for Tuesday probably bumped him up getting there a day early. It looks like Wednesday could rain some too. It looks just like some iffy conditions uh, in general in the early part. It looks like it could be a cool Masters a little bit on uh, Friday, Saturday. Um, sure, of course, subject to change, but. Like I, again, maybe I'm caught up too much in the hype train, but like I'm, I, I've made the promise to myself. I'm not going to doubt him again. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say like, oh, he's going to go miss the cut. I'm not going to do it ever again. 2019 changed that forever. I, if he does tee it up based on all accounts, there was a Evan priest tweeted that he hit every shot. Perfect on the range today. Fuck it. I'm in. I'll, 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 I'll follow that. I don't care. I'm looking for a semblance of things. We'll do the fuck it. I'm in also on speed later. I was say, I'm in on if, that. I, if I'm tempting you with a heads up speed versus yeah, uh, yeah, we're getting tiger there. bet right now. I, all tiger bets should be off the board. We don't know what's going to happen, but truly anything is possible. How did he get God? I did clean Solly out right now with a uh, speed and tiger versus the field bet. <laughs> 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 oh, it's been a great year of picks for you at this point. So, I don't know. So, Mel's nineteen two thirty said, "How does he actually do? What are his expectations? Uh, who does this benefit? Guys under the radar now, Rory, JT. Does it change any anything related to that? I don't think so. I don't think so either. You know, it's going to attract some attention for sure, but I don't think I don't feel like anyone's really coming in with a huge target on their back this year, more so than yeah, other years. But. Very, very open. Which if it does." It feels like we, you know, obviously say that more and more as kind of the top player in the world mantle kind of gets passed around. But I don't know. I hope uh, I'm 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 preaching, uh, you know, moderate takes, which is always always uh, good never business. never yeah, that's a, a very bad business. But uh, I I think that you know, hopefully we've moved past the idea of like if he does go out and shoot 45 on the front nine. I hope people are just like ah, you know what, man, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? He's out there. He's having fun. Uh, like uh, again, I, ever since he said that in his own press conference, whatever that was a couple years ago, like at, at hero, I think he's saying like any, anything else in my career is like gravy to this point is kind of like, that's, yeah, that's how I've been handling yep. a lot of this stuff too. And that's where I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm not, uh, my, my massive tiger fanboy days are behind me. I'm very happy to say that I feel very confident about that. And it is truly like if he plays hell yeah, would love to watch. And if he doesn't. Don't care. Wasn't planning on it. I wasn't we planning on it either. Plenty of other stuff to watch too. So it's 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 all it's all upside. I don't buy that he'd be distracting or you know there's other great storylines going. No, this is a fucking huge deal. If Tiger plays in this, this is. I mean, again, I this wasn't even like on my radar as of two weeks ago because it's like no, he's not gonna walk a gust after almost losing his leg. Are you serious? Maybe we get the old course, and now here we are. I, I'm I'm stunned. So. Um, Anything more to add, big guy? You ready to you ready to move on from this one? No, people don't want my cynicism. <laughs> what what about him wearing foot joys today? Anything on that? 
That's I, wild. I'm amazed how much people care about this or how fast that was noticed, I guess. But I'm guessing it has something to do with the leg, but I'm sure I'll be asked about that. Tuesday. I think gear Twitter plus Tiger Twitter plus sneaker Twitter is that's that's a, a potent brew that we're <laughs> that we're really mixing up there. So yeah. mixing uh, mixing gymnastics Twitter somehow <laughs> and we got ourselves a stew. <laughs> That's why I couldn't believe it when Randy sent that over immediately. Like, did you guys see, did you guys see he's wearing foot joys? Oh, my God. I can't believe this changes everything for me. You know what I will say, Randy? Don't roll your eyes, or if you do, turn your, turn your camera off so I can't see you. I, I'm unsubscribed, again, from, from the whole, all the Charlie takes. But the idea of getting, after seeing those two at the father-son together, the idea of going up and playing Augusta with Charlie for the first time is really cool. Way in on that. And so maybe that's another like you know another driving force of actually like trying to get him up there and out there and and also Randy the last thing I was gonna say is I th- I think Charlie if they gave him a spot I think he'd have a chance to contend this year at the <laughs> Masters and that we don't know until we give him a shot. Oh God, Tiger should be able to pass on his spot to only For Charlie sure. if he won. For if he sure, to. totally agree. Oh my God, you guys are gonna make me hang up. <laughs> last last hype thing I'll say is we said this after the father said. The man hit some golf shots. For sure. Like, I know it's a different golf course. He's riding in a cart, and it's a literal hit and giggle. But, man, it was shocking to see him hit 175 ball speed in that thing. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, uh, I, I'm I, on board. I think he will play. I think it would take an enormous setback between now and then because um, I think he wants to at least try. I mean, a miscut, if he shoots 80-80, it does nothing to his legacy. It just doesn't. It, it's a He rushed back to, d- to get it. He, you know, he tried for it. Uh, I'm, I'm in on this. So, Randy, uh, play or not play? Oh, I think he'll play. I don't think you go through all this and then not play would be my best guess. The only thing would be, you know, he's going up anyways for the dinner, right? He's going to be there, so why not give it a shot and maybe find something miracle-wise and he never really planned on playing? But I, I, I'm with you. I think he's he wouldn't do all this to kind of no, – not embarrassingly, I, but just kind of like – What's also hard, too, is, I mean, he knows how all this stuff is going to go, and it, it again – Randy, it, it does validate a lot of your cynicism on a lot of this shit. It's like there, it, it's it's almost a no win as it's like a no lose situation for us. It's almost a no win situation for him, right? Where like he, if it was anybody else, it, they could completely do this in anonymity. And you know, yeah, I'd love to go give it a shot. And if I can't, then you know, it's all WD on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whatever, and it'll be no big deal. And he just. It, we saw it with all the plane tracking shit. We saw it with like people just lose their minds to the point where if he doesn't play now, like, I don't know if there's like, I don't know if he, if he feels a weird pressure to play when he sees like what the reaction is to all this shit. I think he's probably past that point in his life, but uh, I don't know. It just adds another wrinkle that literally like no other human golfer has to deal with. He he seems like a pretty proud guy. You know, I think he's softened softened a little bit through the years, but I, I just, He's, I think he's way more prepared probably than he's letting on. I, I just can't see a, a scenario with him where it's truly up in the air. I, I think if he's going and he's even mentioning game time decision, I, I think he's yeah. locked and loaded to play would be my guess. And this is where, for me, this is so different than coming back from like the back injuries where the, like this is a, a, a truly insane human event that happened to him like almost dying and like at that point i was like he's probably never gonna play golf again after that and he could be playing in the masters a little over a year after that is it's mind-blowing what almost makes me more excited if if i may is uh god if he's like thinking this hard about augusta i gotta feel really good about st andrews yes exactly that's where i like 
I'm much more. Ex- I'm, I'm not trying to be that. a hipster, but like I'm much more <laughs> excited about about that. You know, 150th Open, flat piece of ground, like different weird golf course. I that you know, I, I'm I'm joining the hype train for. All right, Open Championship preview starts on Tuesday. So. <laughs> Uh, before we talk Chevron here, golf season is in full swing. Get in on the action on the fairway with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 on golf's first major and get $25 in free bets for every birdie Bryson DeChambeau sinks in the first round. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join in the excitement on the course with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Golf Contest. This week, new customers can make their first deposit and play free for the $1 million top prize. Draft your lineup of six golfers while staying under the salary cap. Rack up points for birdies, eagles, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU. Bet $5 on golf's first major and get $25 in free bets for every one of Bryson's birdies in the first round. Join the action with code NLU. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, I think we're going to have our own pool that should be stood up by, I believe, Tuesday of this week. So uh, stay tuned on Twitter for more information on that. And some wild stuff coming in the pick show this week, too. Yes. Big big parlay getting stood up. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a great lot of, a lot a of great fun parlay, stuff. Going on. A made cut parlay that they let us put together. That, which, uh, who, of which the picks I already hate. Oh, yeah. I'm already so out on these picks. <laughs> For sure. It's the definition of like, don't design things by committee. <laughs> Everything should be a dictatorship. Well, not everybody should have a voice. This is a horrible call. When we do, we will have specific people you can blame it on, though, <laughs> if the bet goes wrong, which that part I'm, I'm super interested in. So, uh, Randy. You were at the Chevron this past week. Uh, I guess, do you want to start with kind of your experience there? Do you want to start, or you think we should start with Jennifer Cupcho? Either way. It's, uh, you know, it was awesome to get out to the Chevron, to Mission Hills, to Palm Springs. Had never been out there in any capacity. Obviously, had never seen the golf course. And I had a, a great time. I flew out Tuesday, got in Tuesday late afternoon. Uh, did some interviews Wednesday, walked the course a little bit, and then was able to watch a full day of golf Thursday and then like a half a day Friday before flying back to Denver. So with as much think- specificity as you can give, take me take me to Palm Springs and, and Mission Hills. I, it's complete blind spot. I don't know anything about about either. Uh, I, I need to hear about your and I want to hear why this was always I really wanted to go. That's that's more where I'm <laughs> very specifically on this. Well, OK. So Palm Springs, I guess the mental image I always had of Palm Springs was kind of the playground for the Hollywood crew. I know the Rat Pack spent a lot of time there, big in like the 50s and 60s. So I'm I'm kind of thinking like that style architecture, right? A lot of those like one story mid-modern is what I was expecting. And, and there is certainly there is a lot of that. Um, I was a little disappointed, I guess. It, it like the best way I can describe Palm Springs and it and it's really a collection of you know uh, a string of towns along the 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 way so you have like Rancho Mirage and Palm Desert and Cathedral City and Palm Springs and yada 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 um but a lot of it feels like they lifted up Naples and put it in the middle of the desert between like some really cool mountains the weather's great but a, a ton of a ton of gated communities a ton of just uh. Nondescript golf courses, which was a bit of a bummer. You know, I don't necessarily think it's would be like I really want to go back. Like I would go back for Joshua Tree National Park, for instance. You know, that's not too far away. I I wouldn't want to go back for like Coachella, but just 
I, I don't know. It was a little underwhelming uh, based on my expectations of the place. But that said, we did get into some cool stuff in and around Palm Springs. Uh, went to dinner one night at Bar Cecil, which came very highly recommended. It was fantastic. But then we went over to this nightclub called The Nest, which uh, <laughs> shout out Ollie Brett, Danielle Kang's caddy told me i must see the nest and i'm thinking like cool bar you know go in get a martini feel like you know feel like i'm i'm kind of the kid i'm in palm springs and uh pull up go in uh there's a guy immediately checking the id whatever walk in and it is just it's probably a 75 25 guy to girl ratio and and it's literally every age group between 20 and 70 and like a, a really aggressive dj right in the middle of this bar um you got people dancing it just very age inappropriate dance partners and not just like older men with younger women it's young, older women with younger men uh just like people my parents age that are, are just like getting down and I'm like, oh my god! Kind of uh, sounds like a physical manifestation of our own message board uh, and some of, <laughs> and the Nest community that we've built there. Yeah, it, it just was. I was just like gobsmacked. I stayed for one drink, was probably there 45 minutes, and, and literally just sat kind of in the corner and just tried to to take it all in. Um, just a very surreal place. Uh, just a, a lot of behavior that. I would think would be embarrassing, but I, you know, maybe it's not, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm the one that's, you know, maybe I'm the one that's crazy. I, I don't know, but oh, I'd love to unpack that on a separate podcast potentially. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I mean, that was Palm Strings. I, you know, Mission Hills itself, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fine course. Uh, the course, I will say the course itself was, I, if they could get that course in better condition, I don't know how. It, it was, the the conditioning of the golf course was exceptional. So credit to the Super and, and his or her team. Uh, the, the, the course itself looked awesome. The club, I, my beef with, and we can get into all this, I, I know I'm going on, but, you know, the, the thing that left me wanting with Mission Hills was, like, you had people in these, tricked out golf carts just rolling up everywhere uh and when i mean like tricked out golf carts not really the modern ones like ones that look like a 1970s bmw or rolls royce or bentley um and they just kind of would go pretty much anywhere and i was like man that's really strange like there's a golf tournament going on well i come to discover later on thursday on the back side of the clubhouse so there's this kind of main plaza of the tournament, right? And off, if you can just imagine off to the right is the putting green. And then you get the, the grandstand that overlooks the 18th hole. And it's like, that's right there. And then on the left side is the, the back side of the clubhouse. Well, they're, I mean, they have like a full bag staff operation going. They're, they're just running member play out of the back of there onto their other course at Mission Hills. And like during, during a major, and it's just like, man, that, that left a bad taste in my mouth. It just seemed very unbecoming for a, a, you know, a major tournament. And I got to talk to some members. I think it was kind of split, you know, some members very devastated 
obviously you know this is the 51st tournament and it's moving to houston and i you know some people taking that very hard and are really sad it's gone and then like other people are like yeah man the members want their course back it's it's a big pain in the ass to you know give up the course for however long so I don't know. I, I shake out. We can get into this later, but I think it's a good thing for the tour and for the players that one that Chevron came in. They've, you know, there were BMW courtesy cars for all the players. There was, uh, uh, from what, you know, talking again to people, the infrastructure was much more built out. It, it just felt more important, even in year one of the Chevron championship. And I think once the tournament gets settled in Houston, I, I think. I really think they'll do a good job, you know, similar, you know, Solly, we've been to the KPMG. It's a wonderful tournament. I mean, that's probably the best, if not the best tournament that the, uh, that the women play in just from a, it feels major and it feels important. And that's my hope for Chevron. So yeah, that was, that was kind of my experience, but I was very glad to go. And I really wanted to go because it was the last year I had never seen it, you know, uh, talking to folks, obviously has a really cool history. I would have loved to have gone to the tournament, I think in the mid eighties, late eighties, uh, in the heyday, but still very glad to see the course and, and get a feel for it. I think reading a lot, I, I don't know if you got some of this sense too, but this is to take nothing away from the history of the event. And it's clear that like to a person, it seems like every player you ask, like goes on and on and on and on about how much they love going there and the condition of the golf course and how cool it is to have, a major that is at the same golf course every year, yada, yada, yada. I think all of that stuff obviously is massively, massively important, but reading between the lines a little bit on some of the, I know Beth Ann Nichols was out there, wrote some stuff and, and following, you know, some of the other coverage out there, it does seem like the excitement has kind of wavered even like pre pandemic. Right. And, and it seems like this was not just a, like everybody absolutely loves this thing. We're going to rip it away from this location. Right. I don't know if you want to expound on that a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly right. The, the The attendance was heading down before the pandemic even. Uh, ANA, the previous sponsor, from my understanding, this is all secondhand, but but talking to, you know, writers, LPGA employees, players, it was the 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 feeling of importance and those all those outside touches around the tournament. It was declining uh in the years leading up to the pandemic and it's like that should not be the case in this day and age for for any tournament right like things should not be slowly getting worse there was a champions dinner that really was losing a lot of luster and so i i think yes to to your point i think this was I mean, it's hard, right? It's, it's hard to, you do have real history and it, the tournaments meant so much to so many people. And, and I get that. And I'm kind of a Johnny come lately, but from my perspective, and I thought Judy Rankin said it best for the, the future of the players in the tour. That's where I get back to. I, I think this is in the end will be a very good move. Um, finding a new home, bringing in a, a big fortune 500 corporate sponsor. And I, I think it's, I just think it's necessary and it's never going to be an easy time, but I, it, it felt like the end of the party, you know, the, the, the glory days are over and it just was like, okay, let's, we got to rip the bandaid off. And I think the Anwa and the pandemic and all of that led to this coming together and, and finally 
actually making the change. A couple thoughts on this. I think, one, the evolution of women's majors in the last three, four years and in future years as far as the money that has come into them and the sponsors that have come in to basically change how they're operating. KPMG was a huge leader on this front and how they put up a lot more money and going to big-time golf courses instead of going to you know, Kemper Lakes outside Chicago, which is not nothing to write home about. They're going to Congressional this year. They were at, you know, they went to Hazeltine. They went to Aronimic. Like they're going to, you know, they went to Atlanta Athletic Club last year. This, the Chevron or the not, ANA was getting yeah. left in. Not to mention the U.S. Women's Open. Where that's, they, yeah. Somewhere there. Oh, going. gosh. Yeah. And the Women's British Open is going to Muirfield right. this year. Like there was a whole, I mean, they were playing, they used to play the, they've played the Women's British Open at very much not links courses. Like they played it wherever they could get get the tournament held rna wasn't even running the, the women's british open until the 2014 or something like that where this court this major just kind of got left in the dust and yes there is tradition with it but i've oh, i said i think i said this a couple years ago when we, we were covering this tournament the tradition doesn't translate to viewers that well the pawn jump is cool but like i've watched this tournament many times i don't know what the 15th hole is right so if you don't have that, like you, there's no reason to keep going back to the same golf course if that's if that experience is not passed on to fans. There's and a yeah, I think that's super well said. Which is important yeah. for the next where they decide to host us in Houston. If it's going to be the same place every year or wherever they decide to do it, it's going to be important that they get the course details of it right because I don't personally I don't enjoy watching the women play this golf course. I don't find it interesting. It's a and maybe that's a broadcast thing. It's a putting. I feel like I'm watching a lot of putting all the time and it's. You know, fairways are the same shape, and there's rough and bunkers around the green, and that's pretty much it. And I'm ready for something different if we're going to – if this uh, – you know, as it is right now, there's five women's majors. The Evian's not really a major. Even the players kind of say that. It's just more money. And then this tournament kind of feels like it's slipping more into that category other than – you know, rather than being part of like the U.S. Women's Open, KPMG Women's PGA, and Women's British rotation. But yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said. I, I think it is a cool opportunity that the the tournament has to to, to kind of figure out the line of delineation between like what of those traditions does resonate with the fans and what doesn't resonate with the fans, right? And and like the pawn jump is, I mean, it's stupid, but like, it's fun. Right. And it's, we all hung out to watch it. And it's, it's one of those great things. And I'm not obviously saying they should do the exact same thing, but it's like, it is a good indicator of like, man, you got to have, you got to have your thing, figure out what your thing is. And it's going to take a while for it to become, you know, a, a mainstay, but, uh, work hard at figuring out what that is. And then also, like you said, try to make a lot more of those memories, like on the golf course, rather than the, these intangible things. Right. And, and that might be a, a, a whole other podcast and kind of a commentary on like, you know, a lot of this stuff needs to translate via TV or needs to translate via digital stuff rather than the in-person experience, because I've, I'm a broken record on this, but we've always talked about it with like the Pebble Beach event, right? Where it's like when you're on site at the Pebble Beach event, the PJ tour event at Pebble, it's like the coolest, most fun place in the world. And when you're watching it on TV, it, it's absolutely horrible. And as that dichotomy continues to like, change just the the more and more and more and more important tv gets media rights get all that kind of stuff it's yeah you gotta have to start catering to those things eventually rather than than just the on-site experience and i i know we're broken record too on golf courses but like it, it when i watch this event it looks like on this course it looks like a regular lpga tour event it just doesn't stand yeah. out from like what i what we're used to seeing week to week yet when i watch the other majors it's like this is a different test this is a totally different test maybe that comes with some familiarity we get from the men's side of them you know some of these golf courses we've seen but 
I think Pine Needles this year is not a course we see on the men's rotation, and I think it's going to stand out in terms of what yeah. what kind of skills are tested and what it looks like to watch that on television. And I, I think that translates to the broadcast too, right? Yeah. And that's not to discredit any of the, you know, it has nothing to do with the talent of the broadcast or anything like that. It's just, resources. you can tell they don't have the resources. They don't have enough cameras. They don't have enough, uh, they have too many commercial breaks they're trying to get in. We were joking about, uh, was that on 15, I think? Cup chose, you know, her, her wheels have been falling off for like an hour, right? And she finally like steadies herself, almost holds this shot from the fairway and like before the ball has even landed. It's like, oh God, commercial, commercial, commercial. <laughs> get off this, get off this. And it's like, dude, how am I supposed to feel anything? How am I supposed to like take this seriously if you're showing me the same fucking Chevron commercial 14 times an hour here? But anyways. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you guys said. Just to add, I think a couple of the benefits with the tournament moving, it's going to occupy a different spot on the calendar next year. I assume it will go later into April even maybe may which is great because everything even the weekend before augusta like you obviously with the tiger stuff it it just the masters swallows everything and so getting even away from the weekend before the masters i think will be a good thing for the women which we should on on that note not just a quick pause there shouldn't give augusta a pass here either on like yes sucking all of the you know amateur uh the all the amateur juice out of this tournament of which that was like a massive part of the identity forever as well and correct and, and being inflexible with that date and all that stuff is is deeply shitty as well so let's <laughs> let's but make also, sure we mention that what are they supposed to do no i i get it i get it it's just it, the whole situation kind it's of not sucks. sound like what they're supposed to do is maybe communicate a little bit better, <laughs> yes but yeah that's uh that's uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that a uh, quick break here to remind you, Cash App, easiest way to send, spend, and save your money. You can send or request money from friends and family when they owe you money for dinner. You can invest in any stock or buy Bitcoin with just $1. Guys, I hate to flex. I turned over into the green in total gain in my stocks for the first time. Hell yeah. I'm at like $2.65 I've gained, uh, you know, just putting straight cash that I've won on the golf course and straight put it in the stock market. So things are looking up for us here in 2022. I love that. Would cash out be a good way if you were like playing darts against someone and and got beat? Would that be a good way to pay them? Did you lose money? Did you win money in it? No, but just hypothetically, if we had been, if we had been betting. DJ did. But you brought the heat to darts night last <laughs> night in front of a, a big audience, and he he was letting people know about it as he is doing currently. Big on time players hit big time shots. You, you can know? it comes with a debit card. You can customize Cash App will laser print it and mail it to you. Comes with free discounts on places you love called Boost. Use referral code No Laying Up when you sign up. Gives new users fifteen dollars, and Cash App will set aside ten dollars for each sign up to a five hundred one c three verified charity of our choice. And guess what we chose. Youth on course, you are going to support junior golf by using code no laying up when you register. Uh, gives you 15 free dollars and ten dollars goes to youth on course. Cash app, go do it now. The one thing I was hoping for going out there in person, I, I will say the course was better in person than it than it uh, comes through on TV. But I was like hoping for a party, man. Uh, you know, I was hoping like that would be the identity and it would just be uh, uh, huge crowds and a great time and and it. Not that it was a bad time, but it, it's not a party and it was not rowdy. And so until you I, got to that, the nest, it just leads me to believe it's it's a tournament that, you know, the glory days were behind it. And so I think it, it's a good move. Shout out to the uh, the members in the in the crowd there on 18 booing the Chevron executive when he came on to, to present <laughs> yeah. the uh, present the trophy, which we probably should discuss the champion of the tournament this week, which was Jennifer Cuptro. We have uh, you know talked about a, a lot of other things before getting to that, but. Dominant, dominant performance. A little awkward 
coming down the stretch today of like uh, when you turn with a six shot lead, it's kind of like, all right, well, either this is going to be one of the hardest things to watch or, uh, you know, a, a, trump, a triumph to the finish. And it turned it got pretty difficult there for a while. Got the two shots on the back nine. Looks like a, a touching homage to uh, Mr. Palmer, fellow fellow Wake Forest. Uh, <laughs> six shot lead going to the back nine situation, but she, she held on. Yeah. And. It, it got a little close. I don't know how you guys felt, but it, it never really felt in doubt to me, which is crazy because she made seven bogeys today, and, and it still never quite felt like she was having a full-on car crash or anything. Um, that that stretch of 13 and then bogeying 14 was the closest we got to that. Her shot on 15, the approach, DJ, that you mentioned was phenomenal uh, and really sealed the tournament. But I, just a, a a bit of a weird round for her today, you know the the five birdies and the and the seven bogeys, but still comfortable throughout. And I think it just speaks to like Patty T. Um, man, could just she could not get it going. And <laughs> Couldn't just buy a could, bucket. No ne- negative feet of putts chart. made. Oh my gosh! And for somebody that was ranked number one in uh, shots gained putting, uh, courtesy of the KPMG insights, it was shocking. I, I, I like she didn't make a putt all weekend. It was wild to watch Jennifer coming down the stretch. Just, uh, I don't know. Golf's the best sport at this. I feel like when it, it just hyper, hyper magnifies, obviously every shot you hit, especially when you're leading the tournament. But the fact that she could go out just completely unconscious and shoot 64 on Saturday, she birdied what three of the first four coming out today. And then you just see it, like, you can see it flip, man. You can see her start just sticking it in the ground and hitting those, like, high, weak blocks out to the right. It just, I I thought it was a lot more in doubt maybe than you did, Randy. Just when you start seeing the golf swing change is what I'm getting at into, like, whoa, that is not where she takes it up to at top. You know, that's not the top of her swing. She's not even, like, she's not even close. She is absolutely, like, fighting it coming in. Uh, and then she finds it for a second. Everything snaps back into place. She almost holds the one on 15. And uh, it's just, I, I i don't know. I had a blast watching it. I, I kind of, again, I, I kind of shitting on the telecast. Wish there were fewer commercials. I would have liked to, you know, get a little more into it. And I would have liked if, you know, somebody else had made a run. But it, it did kind of feel a little bit like, uh, it felt a little bit like last year's, I guess, with, with Patty having her massive lead and Lydia Ko, like, you know, is she going to close it off or not close it off? And it ends up getting a little anticlimactic at the end. But I think she that she made some putts today too, though. Like before, sure. before she started like part, kind of falling long, apart. Long par savers, huge bomb on uh, eleven, and then a par saver on twelve. Yeah. It was kind of like, all right, well, it's, she's not letting it get away. And then she bogeyed four of the last six holes. Uh, thankfully, mixed bir- mixed a birdie in there. But you know, she had huge expectations coming out. She was number one amateur in the world for I think thirty four weeks, something like that. Obviously, won the an- the first annual in twenty nineteen. And did not have a top 25 in any of the five majors last year. Breakout performance at the Solheim Cup. I thought she was the best player on the U.S. team at the Solheim Cup. And uh, comes in, starts the new year. First P- first LPGA Tour victory is uh, is winning the, the, the final major here, the final uh, Chevron Challenge slash ANA slash Crap Nabisco uh, at Mission Hills. So it was... It was. It's kind of. A, it felt like a little bit of a. a um, I don't know. Crowning is not the word. Like, I'm not saying the field crowned her, but it was like. Uh, we all right. We were waiting for this for, from Cup yeah. Show. Like you were supposed to be doing this. The coronation. Like, coronation. That's, that's the word. Yeah. That's the word. Another very regal term. <laughs> yeah, she. I like you said, Solly. Big time amateur pedigree. Won an NCAA uh, individual championship, I believe, in 2017. And uh, you're gonna bet, and it was like always the the person that Beth Ann 
would say, you know, who's who's going to get their first win? Who's going to break through and win their first major? I mean, it was it was always Cup Cho was was right in that group. So I think it's a really good thing, obviously for her, but more so for the tour. It gives you know, uh, she's 24. It gives the tour another bright young star, and and maybe most importantly, American women's golf. Um, you know, she she kind of slots now right next to Nelly Corda as like the two preeminent young American women, at least at this point. We'll talk about Anwa and a lot of talent on the horizon, but I, I think it's really good for the game at large. What you going to say? You were kind of putting the American women on notice well, last say, year. Real, yeah. Do you want to go back? Let's go back through the major champions. Going back to 2018, here's the the native countries of the of the LPGA major winners. We have Cupcho, the United States. Then you go Sweden, Australia. Nelly Korda last year is the last American. Yuka Sasso playing on the Filipino flag at that point. Patty Tavitaniket from Thailand. Sophia Popov from Germany. Seung Kim from Korea. A Lim Kim from Korea. Miram Lee from Korea. Hinaka Shibuno from Japan, Jin Young Ko from Korea, Hannah Green from Australia, uh, Jungun Lee, uh, Lee Six uh, from for the U.S. Women's Open from Korea, Jin Young Ko from Korea, Georgia Hall from England, back to Angela Stanford in 2018, won the Avion. That's the most recent American before Nelly won last year. So there's been three American women that have won majors uh, in the last five years. Daniel Kang won one in 2017, Brittany Lang uh, in 16, Brittany Linscombe in 15, but that it, it a couple year period there where there were no Americans that won majors. So now we have two young ones under twenty five that have won them in the in the uh, last four majors. There's been, and and I think that that gap is really what we can call the the Lexi Thompson. Yeah, where lost were years. where were you, Lexi? Uh, exactly. You know, she. It's so hard to believe she's still only twenty seven. I mean, really, she's a young American female golfer too, but uh, has obviously been on the scene forever. And has not won a major in, in quite a long time. So I, I think now with Cupcho and Corda, uh, starting to see that next generation, if you will, which is cool. The women, it's so fascinating to look back at women's major winners. Like MB Park won her seventh major in 2015. Uh, she won the first same three. As same as Speed. I know Speed. Yeah, her and Speed <laughs> have the most majors. The, the you know, just talking about nationalities, uh, Solly, I think Grant Boone tweeted it. This is like the longest drought now. I believe it's six uh, or maybe seven that a Korean woman has not won a yeah. major. So like that's you know we we might have to put the Korean women on yeah. on notice now. Disappointing week for Jin Young Ko coming in for at sure. whatever she was four to one or something. What yeah, did she we, finish sixtieth or? We got a 50th? question about that actually uh, from M Camp Seven. Given her non-major dominance, do we need to start asking questions about why Jin Young Ko is shrinking from the spotlight at the biggest sh- uh, events? Shades of JT. Ooh, I love it. Little, I don't know sure if there was a necessary jab there at the end, but I don't think I'd put JT's uh, PGA Tour record up against Jin Young Ko's LPGA Tour record. But um, she's won two majors or one and a half. Avion is, is a half major, I think we can all agree. But um, she, yeah, and a couple runner-ups. I, listen, you take kind of the major wins out of it. What she's been doing, you know, if you're looking for a Tiger Woods esque. Uh, performer in golf like she's probably as close as we've had maybe since uh since the cat retired i mean her streak of most consecutive rounds in the 60s and uh going back to last year like uh however many straight greens she hit in regulation uh just 378 she had 198 percent of her greens (laughs) over a seven weeks period Uh, yeah she she just is um 
she's she's really really good and i think i i don't think it's an unfair question i think with that dominance uh week to week or that that level of consistency it'd be great if you know she could dominate uh a couple majors here and, and really pad her totals but i also think too it speaks to the women's game that there's it's it's getting very deep there there are a lot of very very talented major worthy players out there which i think is fun i I think the women's game i'm a broken record but i I think it's in such a great spot right now it's it's really fun to kind of get into it and follow great question from uh, at m shrives is there a scheffler cup show analogy big time players making cup teams with no wins and uh who they are in the process slash about to start a big run of wins that's a great call i like that one i I was trying to we were talking about today i was trying to think of like the the men's equivalent of of cup show and who more from like a personality perspective, because I, I think Judy Judy Rankin kind of danced around this. It was great. <laughs> yeah. First of all, a shout out to Judy Rankin. Yeah. Anytime you can listen to her, it's a treat. I know she's not going to be doing this as as regularly going forward, which is a loss for everybody involved. I but think this was it, it right? I think maybe she might sprinkle in okay. some events here and there. Was the last time I read, but um, she was kind of saying. I mean, she's making the point that like, yeah, Jennifer doesn't really doesn't really seem to let anybody in. She's <laughs> extremely, extremely private. You know, that's that's certainly her choice, and it is what it is. Uh, can, you know, contrast that with Patty, who's an open book and will tell you everything you want to know and teach you, you know, what she's got going on and let you into her process. And it's, you know, that's just kind of the way it is with pro athletes. But uh, it, it raises an interesting question, and not to, like, psychoanalyze, you know, too much, but... I think it is interesting, Randy, when you, you talk about Cup Cho, obviously on the golf course being like a complete monster star potential as far as like, uh, you know, records and statistics and wins and all, all that stuff go. Uh, and I, I will just be curious to see how it resonates with fans, right? And and if she feels pressure to open up more and how she handles that and all of those things is just kind of an interesting uh, interesting thing to watch. To your point earlier, I, Scheffler's – as far as like their golf games, that's a great comparison. I was kind of thinking like as Will Zalatoris as well, somebody that, uh, you know, tons of game. We all know he's going to win eventually, uh, has not broken through yet. But personality-wise, somebody in our Slack, I think maybe one of the Schusters, maybe one of you guys was kind of made the Patrick Cantlay comparison where I felt that way for a long time with Cantlay. Like, man, I just like don't really know about this guy. He's very monotonous when he's on TV and, and playing. And I, I think that's very fair DJ that I I'm not sure. I don't, I would guess that cup show is like not going to be a fan favorite for those reasons. But um, yeah, she kind of hoping she goes like the silent killer route uh, would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, on that Judy Rankin note, I just, I, I hate, I hate, we just did this with, with cup show too. And you hate just going straight to a male comparison, but I get the same Johnny Miller, vibe from her of like when she starts talking i'm like okay i cannot wait to hear what the as it yeah. the sentence because oh, like it course. is gonna be it's gonna be a statement that's not just filling in something that i'm looking at on the screen which is always what i'm looking for in a commentator and what i think golf is really trending the wrong direction on no she seems like she's always truly like trying to answer a yeah. question and right? not afraid to be a little <laughs> yeah. bit you know i mean yes straight up just like patty t the patty t and uh and Jennifer Cupcho are two very different people. Like Patty T is very fun loving, and we just don't get a lot from Cupcho. In fact, that was just which was, is interesting. It is, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Great. I need you to tell me that. So, um, big shout out to her, uh, Je- Jessica Corda, with a runner up finish after starting three over through five to start the tournament uh, and finished two shots back overall. 
what did you make of the decision making on the 18th hole, Deej? I was bummed. I was bummed. I mean, the more I think about it, take, like take the listeners there that. So she is in the middle of the fairway on uh, 18 coming in. And I believe they said they had 225 hole, I think was what her caddy said. But also just laying the scene here, if you if you did not get a chance to watch, and I have no idea if this factored into, into the decision, she was suffering back spasms. Uh, was, I was going to get there, yes. Was, had some stretching going on in one of the runways up to the fairway with a, a trainer that was out there. Her dad was seen cracking her back out on the golf course, so continue, sorry. Yeah, I've, and listen, this is not some like huge takedown. This Huge is, drive down 18. Yeah, she hit a great drive. She was in position, and, and essentially she was, what, uh, she was three back. Right, yeah. and, and she, unbeknownst to her, Cupcho had a putt for bogey at uh, at 17 that, you know. So she was four back then at that point. Right. It, she needed to needed to make some shit happen, yeah. is in other words. And uh, I don't know, it was just a bummer. Like, uh, you, we got to hear it was great audio, probably the best audio we caught from the, the golf, or, uh, from, uh, golf Channel the whole day. But talking about how seven wood was going to balloon, it was straight into the wind, seven wood was going to balloon way too much. Three wood was going to be uh, way too much club and go over the back, and it was just very like, ah, well, I guess we'll just lay up and hit kind of a bad wedge and made like a very uninspired par. Uh, I don't know, man. I I know I'm hucking him. Solo from the, second, baby. I'm hucking him from the cheap seats here, but that was a moment where I I would have loved to see like this young American star, one of the best players in the world, hasn't won a major, like, man try to make it happen like try to try to hit a shot try to float yeah. a three wood up against the wind try to do something like it was just a it was a bummer to see like to just not not see it uh attempted but i'm sure she had a reason yeah i mean obviously she wasn't confident but we saw patty tavitanica in the group behind her hit just an awesome wood and left herself like what 10 feet for eagle which she bricked of course from which she bricked <laughs> but it was doable uh i'm i'm with you i I can't condone that decision. Um, that that was a shame. I'll say Jessica, you know, she obviously played really well, had an awesome weekend. Big time bummer that she made bogey there on 15 because yes. that was like yeah. right after Cup Joe had gone bogey bogey on 13 and 14. And that was like the moment where it could have gotten really interesting. Lead was and two she, at that point. Yeah, she missed like a I don't know what it was four or five footer. That was and such a good shot too. It was like one of the yeah. f- one of the few examples of like actual shot making. At least I, I can't pretend to say that I watched a ton of the of the tournament this week, but watched like pretty much the whole final round. And that was kind of one of the few like okay, I'm over in the left rough. I have a shit lie, and I need to run it exactly here and make it work and use this slope. And it was like the only kind of quote unquote exciting. Uh, like really like the only like exciting golf shot. I feel like that course kind of produced and yeah, I was hoping she would have made that. It would have got a lot, a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it was the hole before though. She, she had the up and down that she should have, she yeah, pitched true. up and should have made a great bunker shot. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, hit a tremendous bunker shot. Um, I, I will say I'm not is uh, I would, I'm not as upset about the decision. If she's that uncomfortable between three and seven, as I am like, uh, upset or disappointed that she doesn't have a shot with three with she could go That's, to. I think you what I'm what getting I mean? at is but like I totally get. She's yeah. standing there like I don't have this shot. Like under pressure, over water with water long, like holding a green with a. Well, I got to take something off a of three wood. It's going to have less spin. And how do I hold this green and get it close? I don't. I don't have that. Like I don't have that to go yeah. to. That's that's I think different than just like not than uh, you know worried about if you can get there or something. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. There's something to it, but I feel like that's uh, that's kind of like where pro golf 
uh, you know, trends towards like just have stock shots and you can play pretty much anywhere. That's kind of disappointing. That's what I'm getting. Yes. At. Yes. It, I, that's much better said than what I was trying to say. Yeah. I, I'm not if it if it was her back thing, if it was a yardage thing, if that like I get why she didn't pull the trigger. Like I, I, that's where I'm like, yeah, I'll never like tell yeah. tell you what you're feeling or what to do or whatever. But that's <laughs> what exactly what I was disappointed by. I was like, yeah. man, I would have liked to have seen that. It seems like you should be able to hit that shot. And it's a bummer that you're probably not asked that question very much. Shout out to Pia Babnik, 18-year-old Slovenian oh, on a sponsor's guys. exemption, finished solo third, uh, wins $334,000. I think her total, they said her total earnings were 175 k for her career to that 159,000 euros. Sick. Yeah. How about that? She, uh, I wish I would have paid more attention to her in person. Um, just, I think I saw her tee off one time off of uh, number one, but very tall, great swing. I, what I really liked about her, she only dropped four shots all week. Uh, just made four bogeys, Holy shit. 15 birdies, which was the, the lowest amount of bogeys in the field. And, you know, this, this could be somewhat of a coming out hell world moment, I hope. I, I, I don't, obviously, I don't know much about her, but uh, super impressed with the week she had this week. You know what major championships need is somebody who's not going to win fist pumping 10 foot par saves. Yeah. Like that honestly adds to like, oh, fuck, like, this person really <laughs> yes. cares about third. Like, I'm in on this. Yeah. I want to watch how this plays out. Like, I feel like, uh, yeah, like the, the Bo Hosslers at the US Open as an amateur, like fist pumping <laughs> stuff that, like, when it's clear they're not going to win is, uh, I'm, I'm so in on that vibe. I think it adds another layer to it. But. Which, again, it would be cool if there was a bunch more amateurs in the field, yeah. but uh, alas. Uh, shout out you to Brooke say, Brooke say no sorry low am well so, sorry real quick real quick with the Pia Babnik you could say she's all in because she <laughs> she shares a golf Saudi sponsorship with Coke Rack. that broke my heart it did <laughs> I know it did I break know. my heart I didn't see that till afterwards I was rooting for the whole day that oh ah god damn it come on Hanaka Shibuno the smiling Cinderella third round seventy seven uh only finished four shots back like I feel like this she had an excellent chance to to win this golf tournament this past week. Um, Celine Boudier with a top five as well, finished T4, as well as Lexi, who's kind of just, she might be the female buoy. Can't sink her. Like she's just <laughs> always there. She's not going to win. So many people, were people saying that out in Palm Springs? Yeah, yeah I was hearing it from everywhere. You can't <laughs> sink her. Yeah, she big strong in, men, tears in their eyes coming up to me. <laughs> she flirts her. in Poppy's pod. She's um, the buoy. Yeah. Uh, it was cool to see indestructible. Uh, uh, Pernilla Lindbergh, friend friend of the pod, made an made an ace. Obviously, a very extremely special place to her, uh, winning her her first major there, and kind of on the last day made an ace uh, today at number five, which was fun for her. And then I mentioned it uh, passing there, but Brooke Say, one of our our uh, Stanford hitters, Randy, that we we met out in Palo Alto, skipping the Anwa, showing up yep. and uh, finishing low am, only amateur to make the cut. So good for her. I told you, man. I was watching her do that chipping contest. I was like, "This watch, watch, out Bro for watch Brooke. Brooke's very, very good." Yeah, she. I mean, I watching. It'll be in the video too a little bit. But that tournament we were on, man, when she's when she's on, she she hits the ball nicely. Just does not does not miss. Um, so really fun weekend for her. If you allow me, a couple guys, I wanted to uh, Nana Kurtz Madsen tie for eight. She is on a big heater right now playing some really really good golf wanted to give her a shout out uh our young hitter madeline sackstrom 71 70 70 71 just a very professional week this week for a tie for 13th she her last five now major starts uh 
four of the four of the five have been top 20 or better so really turning happy a big, and big game hunter exactly really excited where she's headed and then she faded today which was a huge bummer but it was so awesome to see annie park play well yes. she is one of my favorite people if anybody hasn't seen the wild world of golf with actually her and madeline from winter park i would highly recommend it you know for somebody that was really has been in the wilderness and searching and took some time off last year to really consider if she had the game to to keep competing at this level it was really really awesome to see her play well and still finish tied for 25th which i hope gives her a ton of confidence amen um also, a shout out to uh, I forget, where did she, um, where did she end up? She must have had a tough tough day. Gabby Ruffles, yeah, t twenty five. She had a seventy four today, unfortunately. Yeah, she got in on the strength of last year's performance. She's going to be an Epson Tour player. I mean, she doesn't have her LPGA card, but awesome week for her. Um, was up in the top ten for a lot of the tournament, but yeah, good call there, Solly. So that is it from Mission Hills. Um, rumors. Oh, no. No, we got one more thing to play. What's that? Oh, of we got to go Cup Chill over under oh, that's right. majors. That's right. So just to level set, we did this, of course, with, with <laughs> Nelly when she won. That was what, KPMG? And I think the hottest take so far is 11.5 from Neil. From Neil thought, yeah, what's the over under? <laughs> is it 11.5 for Nelly? Um, which I thought was a, a one or two high, maybe. For sure. Honest, for so. sure. Which I said before we came on, I would give, to take nothing away from any of the competitors, I think if Nelly's in the field this week, she she boat races people today. Probably. I think I think Cup Show wobbled enough and nobody really tracked her down. I think Nelly was gonna do you was guys, gonna hunt her, so I would give Nelly one for today. Okay. Do you guys want to ad lib and I'll go ask Neil what he thinks the over under is? Yeah. He's downstairs. All right, <laughs> that, let's go ask. That'd be great. Uh well what what factors do we need to take into this? Big So age. Y- age, of course. Y- yep. Uh what major it is. So obviously Cup Show, this is her first major. You know, maybe some historical context. Like yeah. <laughs> what's what's like you know what's a great amount of majors to win in a career? Can we say trends in the women's game? There's there's uh, an immense amount of depth. If it, it feels like you know we're we're seeing less parity than we've ever seen. Exactly. What do we got? Um, got breaking more, news. More parity. Got more breaking parody. news from downstairs. We have an official over under for Jennifer Cupcho. It is seven majors. <laughs> <laughs> I hate well, it, take, I'm going to have to take the under, I think. I know, I hate taking the under, <laughs> but i got to take it if it's a seven. <laughs> what would it, what would you, uh, like two and a half would be. That's what I was okay. going to say. That's, I mean, winning three majors is lofty. It's a shitload lofty, of majors. Lofty territory. Yeah. Um, yeah, one and a half feels low, so. Yeah. I know, it's, I mean, just to put it in perspective, like Lexi has won one major. One. Uh, yeah. Brooke Henderson has won one major. It's it's hard to win majors. Obviously, Nelly Corda has only won the one major. Well, now two. Uh, not yeah, now uh, now two. Two at the Nasser. I we need to get think, the people um, who the people who faked the uh, 2016 PGA to see if we can run some mock-ups to ha- that show Nelly winning this week. Yeah, if I was sending the over under for for cup, I think two and a half is a good over under. And I don't. I will not opine over over on the over or under part of it. We'll just set it. <laughs> we'll let everyone weigh in on that. So okay. And what time? Yeah. 16-year-old Anna Davis wins. What were you guys doing when you were 16 years old? Uh, I was working at a golf course. Uh, I was probably shooting 43 a lot on the front nine at the Oak Club of Genoa. I was not brave enough to wear a bucket hat. And, yeah, just kind of re- really setting those some grand plans. 
just unlimited swag. Just a oh, like a a white jacket. Uh, really an homage to TC's outfit from North Barrick and Torosaw season two, I think is what really what it was. You know uh, what it was? It wasn't even just the the bucket hat, which was exceptional. It wasn't the the like the pearls, which were dope. It wasn't the popped collar. It was the extremely slumped shoulders, it, like the the sixteen yes, year old yes. complete are uh, the, the queen of apathy. As soon as she came on TV, I was like, "Who is that? That's my that's who we're riding for. That she's awesome." The, whoever uh, a couple people on Twitter called it the April Ludgate of golf. Yeah, oh, which for is sure, just perfect. Yeah. Like that's perfect. Just <laughs> the the reaction from her brother after she won just was just it's absolutely so perfect. Just yeah, whatever. Good job, sis. Uh, well, and I think going back to the cup show conversation, just a hair. I mean, there's. On was awesome. I love it. I watched every minute of the telecast. Uh, I I really need to go next year. I've never been to it. I, I need to make that a priority to go next year. But you do see a lot of uh, the girls are so polished. I mean, they're they're so 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 polished, which almost makes you feel a little weird that it's like, you know, you're you know, it's like a seventeen year old kid. Like just just relax a little bit, <laughs> right? Everything is just like it's like every interview is like a you know a job interview or or something like that and it was cool to just see her be like stunned right and it's like yes that's that's like a teenager up there it's great and i just, 2006 it, it was so fun to watch man i was so happy to to see her win because that was that was a blast it was uh i will say rachel Keane gives off a, a different vibe than that she looked like she was having a lot of fun yeah like they that, all look like yeah, they're having yeah. fun i don't right, mean to that say that the a, wrong way or like right uh, I know it, what you mean. It just, you know, in a world where like tour pros continue to get less and less interesting, it's like that. That's the only thing that worries me about the pipeline. It's like, yo, just, just loosen up a little bit here. It, man. It's <laughs> pretty impressive to have your own brand as a 16 year old. Though. Yeah. Just the hair, the hair coming out of both sides oh, of the bucket so hat good. and the the jacket, and I couldn't tell what temperature it was there. Like, Latana <laughs> Stone is in you know shorts and short sleeves and. Uh, Anna Davis has a jacket on and pants, and she's left a lot of lefties in contention. The, which the, the lefty bias at, Aga yeah, at Augusta can, gets another one. But uh, that was the first time I've ever gotten to watch the Anwa. It's been a, a bad schedule. Uh, you know, it, it just lined up poorly for me in the past four years or whatever it's been. And uh, gosh, it was just a delight to watch different shots, different, totally different style of play, just to see different tees than we are used to seeing, to see different strategies on so many of the holes, to see the, the ball react differently on the greens and. Like watching, you know, Latana Stone did not have, you know, she was coming, you know, had the lead, playing the last group, didn't have the number into 15, and it was just like no question. I'm, I'm laying it up. I got to hit this shot. Bones did an incredible job setting it up, and uh, it's just, it's an awesome, awesome freaking tournament to watch him come and play that Sunday pin on 16, use the slope, and then just, it was hard to watch, man. I was rooting for. I'm, I'm pissed. They should shelf that pin on 16. Oh my <laughs> god, upper right, right by the bunker. That's my favorite pin. <laughs> You're such a bad guy. And six. Do the same thing on six, too. Such <laughs> a bad guy. Um, we we, we well, played with Latana three years ago when she was in Jackson. We did. Where was that? World Golf Village? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was super, was super tough. fun. She had a great I, – I, to take nothing away from her interview, she had a crushing loss and then hopped on Golf Channel to to hold back some tears and talk about it afterwards. I was very impressed with uh, with her doing that. But, God, a ton of game. Her and, and Lindblad both just yes. some – Couple couple killers down there in uh, in Baton Rouge. I just imagine like playing that. She made five birdies through the first thirteen holes. I'm sorry, six birdies through sixteen holes at Augusta National, three under par. Gosh, and then finishes double bogey to miss out on the playoff by one shot. And just yeah, some shaky chips. I was gonna say like, same same thing we were saying about Cup Show, where you just you you see it if you watch golf yeah. long enough, you just see it flip and 
seeing some of those bouncy bony wedges was just like oh god this is not gonna go well not good but it's just yeah watching that pressure play out on tv for you know it's it's a one shot kind of thing it's it's even i don't want to say it's more pressure than the masters but like the people that compete in the masters get a lot of shots at this and for you know you you it she'll probably play this event again i would assume but it's still just like a you don't get that many shots at this thing and it sucks randy i was uh i was thinking about you watching number 14 because they had such a cool pin there on 14 that was like it was a funnel pin if you could hit the funnel yeah if you couldn't hit the funnel and you missed left like Latana did. It was such a hard chip shot to try to try to nestle something down there, and it was it was a true dividing line pin, which which all oh, funnel pins are. Rain doesn't want to admit. That. Well, no, right. no, 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 no. Well, a little, but the, <laughs> I'm okay with the pin on 14. That's that's a good that's a good pin. The 16, there's no there's no disaster. There's that's there's so no, wrong. That's so <laughs> wrong. No, 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 no. You just hit in the middle and you ever like, it's like everybody gets an eight to 10 foot putt. No, if you, but if you miss it, right. You can, like almost can't get it up and down. Like you cannot get the right speed. Yeah, coming but down That's a negative. catastrophic. That's a catastrophic miss. Yeah. I think one person coming down the stretch missed it up in that bunker to the right. And all the putts to that, that Sunday pin at Augusta on 16 are very difficult. No matter where you leave it, the putt is very difficult. That's the whole point oh. of the funnel pin. It's it's a bad pin. I will say Bones was great on the telecast. His his course knowledge and experience there was uh, just a, a real big asset. I, I had a ton of fun. I was like you guys. I had never really watched it just because of crazy schedule and was so much fun. And, and an awesome telecast too. It it felt like like a masters. It, yeah. it felt major. And then you, I mean, I hate to drive-by golf channel like this but you compare it to the chevron broadcast and like the Anwa felt more important it just did yep. i the total aside and this could just be the quality of my very small television of course as, as many people like to remind me um augusta looked just okay condition wise i don't know if that stuck out to anyone else the greens looked a little just discolored a little bit uh the fairways didn't look as pure as what we're used to, maybe it really does peak in this coming week. But I don't know. That that jumped off the screen at me. I don't know if anyone else. I didn't see other people talking about that, but it looked very much just okay for I, me, dog. I I think that's a. I'll put that in my notebook as something to watch. Okay. I didn't have that. Uh, okay. I didn't have that impression. But the, to the take nothing away from your impression, on eleven is most welcome. Yeah, oh, I thought you so might sick. like that. Yeah. Well, huge fan we can talk a little bit we'll we'll have a, ma- a whole masters preview podcast we'll talk plenty about the golf course changes and and all that they'll come out uh, probably monday night overnight so hum one interesting or hum interesting on twitter said why is there no lpga event at augusta please explain it to me like i'm five i've got a lot of versions of this question when i put a call out for questions today uh i mean the explain it like i'm five would be uh, i would think that the members say we are the members of the most exclusive place in the entire world and like you're lucky that we we give you one week now we give you 10 days like listen we're not giving up another uh another week in our already fairly short season right you gotta know man that's how monarchies crumble well yeah most of these people are like these yeah these late people they take a mile exactly uh i mean it's it's (laughs) such a bummer like of course would watch would love to watch i don't think anybody would be you know against that but yeah it's not like a it's it's up to them like if you explain it to me like i'm five it's like because they don't want to do it yeah exactly <laughs> like if uh, they yeah. wanted to do it it right. would start tomorrow but they obviously don't so i guess uh, that's kind of the end of the conversation but will they ever i don't I think 
I don't think they will now. Now that they have the Anwa, I think they'll. I think they would point to that as almost like a a rite of passage for. And, and that's I, I remember talking about this last year. I think on the podcast where it sucks for the the women that both missed the Anwa or kind of got caught in that in between where you know they they couldn't quite play it and and you know whatever. But the it just seems like every every star on their way up now and, and obviously as evidenced by Jennifer Cupcho who literally won a major today like is going to go through there right and I think that's pretty cool and it's keeping in spirit with the Augusta amateur thing and it's I, I think they'll probably just keep making that bigger and bigger and bigger yeah I, I tend to agree and I think it kind of bums me out because I think uh, a women's major there would be awesome I I was really hopeful with the men's tournament in October during the COVID year and seeing how that went off, like that would be such an awesome, perfect spot in the calendar to put a women's major event at Augusta. Um, or, you know what I'm, I'm holding out hope for? This will never happen, but I'm an idiot and will hold out hope would be a uh, Solheim Cup. Like that late, late in, the, in the season like that, like September, October, just do it as like a, uh, this is going to happen one time. Don't, you know, mm-hmm. everybody stop yelling at us sort of thing, but that would be phenomenal. I just, yeah. I, I look at how, uh, the, the, at no point during this does this uh, stand as an apology for any of uh, of Augusta's past, if you will, but going back, if you just go back like 20 years, like how unlikely does a drive, chip, and putt the day, the week, you know, the day on the 18th green, you know, the yeah. day before the tournament week starts sound. And then also like, oh yeah, also we're going to host a, an amateur women's tournament the day before the drive, chip, and putt contest, and the seven year olds are running around on the eighteenth green. Also, can we talk about the dude? Dudes? Perfect. Is <laughs> going to come out and do an all sports battle around Amen Corner. It's kind of like, man, the the whole exclusivity and uh, so much so much shit has changed there over the years, and they do they have done a lot. I, I meant to research this kind of the n- notes in terms of all the things that they've done in terms of some of the communities around Augusta as well and, and kind of the fundraising they've done. And listen, is it all... The amount of local businesses they've bought up. Yeah, listen, <laughs> are there some scars there? I'm not here to apologize for all that. I'm just saying, like, they've clearly shown they have a desire to either change the narrative or also, like, just do some good shit. Yeah. I, 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 and I believe that. Now, you know, where the spirit or, you know, where it comes from, I'm not going to necessarily say, but it is... Um, it, it's going to be, I think it's going to become more and more glaring as to be like, why, why isn't there? Like, what's a good answer as to why, other than your reason? I'm like, yeah, we don't want to. It's like, well, you want to have a, a women's amateur and you want to have a drive, chip, and putt. And their, their like willingness to invest in certain things, like they, they put a, a premium on the Asia Pacific amateur, right? And I forget what year that started where the Asia Pacific am, you know, became either they started the, yeah, the, they the started. actual yeah, am. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hideki wins that and comes right. out and ends up being the Masters champion. Like the, they're reaping the benefits of some of these investments they've made along the way. There'll probably be I a think, time when a drive, chip, and putt kid goes out and wins the Masters at well, some point. Didn't Neiman win the Latin America one as well? I believe so. I think, yes, um, which could come full circle as well. Very at some well point. could. So like, I think that the some of the investments they've made, having them pay off in big ways, could lead to. All right. Well, we've done this Anwa thing. Like, what if we had a women's Masters? Yeah. And I have no, obviously, no inside information. But like, they used to also not have women's members quite famously. Right. So like, they they're cut. They they owe a lot to the female golf community as it is. And I don't think the Anwa necessarily covers off on some of their past crimes. But like, it just doesn't seem like they have a great 
good enough reason to not do it in the future. Yeah. And I just I couldn't have pictured so much of this other stuff that I, I refuse to say like it's unlikely that they'll ever do it. I think there's a possibility. I agree with that, Solly. I, I never want to say never and uh will hold out hope that there'll be an event there. I, I do want to say too with Anwa, it feels for as great as it is, it's still just one round of competition at Augusta National. I wish it would be at least two rounds. It'd be great if all three rounds were at Augusta National. It so part of me feels like it's yes, it's great that they've they're doing this and they've built this amateur event for for women, but it feels a little bit bare minimum. Uh, it's still a little by kiss, Augusta National. Yeah, it's still a little kiss the ringy to me. But yes, the yeah. uh, the like eight for one or six for one or four for one playoff uh, to get it down to exactly thirty players is also. Uh, exceedingly savage. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's a little Hunger Gamesy. It's it is. <laughs> yeah. Great way to put it. Yeah, that's a great way. Yeah, I, I it's where I like I don't I don't know where I net out on something like that. It's like yeah, they're a private organization. They can tell you how For many sure. people are going to go play the golf oh. course. Yet at the same time, like it's like well, we can also like, like have yeah. an opinion on it, right? As well, <laughs> Christina Kim had some strong comments on Twitter this past week just about well, and I will say with the women they're going to play at Muirfield for the uh for the british this later this summer and I, really that leaves augusta in terms of famous famous golf courses of the world where the men compete it really leaves augusta alone as the only place where the men have played majors that the women uh have not and will not anytime soon it's which is great, interesting great i think it's a great great point randy can so. we can we talk about the dudes Let's please talk about the dudes. <laughs> the dudes are on the corner. The dudes are on the corner. <laughs> uh, to your point, I just want to, I mean, you said it, but I just want to unpack this a little bit that, you know, how unlikely does it seem that they would have like a little kids golf championship? That's pretty unlikely, man. I couldn't possibly picture them having a drive, chip, and putt. There's just no way they're going to do that. I would have like a brain hemorrhage <laughs> if you said like they're they're going to be out there hucking vortexes out onto the 12th green. They're going to be, you know shooting pool balls in there they're gonna be whipping bocce balls around uh and, and i gotta say uh, I, i'm unexpectedly totally in on this by the way uh and if you're not check yourself I would and say. that's what i was gonna say is like weirdly I, I just i felt a tremendous amount of self-awareness being like oh wait this is for 10 year old boys yes this is not for me right this is great like if i was a 10 year old kid i would love the shit out of this and it would probably make me be like wow augusta looks cool i'd love to maybe like maybe i should watch golf with my dad oh you're watching that i watched the dude perfect thing there like who says no to that what a, like if you're real people were so so triggered fucking mad People well, you were gotta, so you, you mad. understand that though. That's it's all very sport. like performative, but it, but it also was like it was very funny as well. I, I laughed very hard at, at how how mad people were about it because some of them were serious. And Bryson's a chode, so of course, listen, of yeah. course. <laughs> listen for sure. I I am amazed by this. My life advice to people would just be like, don't. If somebody, anybody you know has like a cool accomplishment in some way or gets to do something cool, like just be happy for him. Like it in no way affects like your life. There's no like, oh, you got to play Augusta. Oh, fuck you. I'm mad about that. Like, oh, they got to film Augusta. Like, oh my God. Like, don't, why would you be mad about that? Like, these dudes are by all accounts really good dudes and have made an incredible business for themselves and like, have you know they do their their content is for kids and they are extremely 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 successful for that it's not for us 
So like, just raise your hand and be like, yeah, yeah it's not for me. But like, wow, that's pretty amazing. They accomplished that and got there, to do that. The, the energy was very like, uh, the, the Augusta national call sheet was like the dudes, number one. And then guy on Twitter, number two <laughs> yeah, is, is the vibe of just like, oh, they shouldn't have called them. They should have called, called me. me. It's like, well, you, I don't think you were on the call sheet, man. <laughs> Uh, I would have never pictured that getting signed off on, and I have no idea how the hell they pulled that off, but uh, it is very innocent fun. It's like a Nickelodeon show. That's why Bryson fit in very well with it, and uh, if you can't smile and just be like, wow, what a world, then that's a you problem. Randy and I had a great time hanging with the dudes in Branson. And that's what I was going to say. So let me me just, because I think there's a large part of me that would love to get in on the... (laughs) very cynical sarcastic takes with the dudes being at Augusta, and i i totally get that but i will say i've for transparency i've met them in person they were all very nice one of our good friends hashtag chad has gone to work with them chad is awesome and two my two nephews absolutely love the dudes and as far as kids programming that i am forced to watch with them like give me the dudes over pretty much anything else that they're watching um it's a little bit like christmas like i just if it's just me i have outgrown it but once you see it through like kids eyes then it's like okay i i get it so this one was a tough one for me because i would have loved to have jumped in (laughs) said some pithy stuff for the dudes but i also you know i i i respect what they've done and they're nice guys and you know, I saw you say it best, like just good for them. I, <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. And it's also low key, like super safe for Augusta. Like the, it, again, the content is for kids. Like it would very much not be safe to send Randy and Neil around Amen corner and film it. Like that's, that's the way where shit could get very weird. So listen, what? would we like to see that? Sure. 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 Stay tuned to strapped. If you like to see that. <laughs> and Augusta, if you're listening, reach out. If you, you know, if, if you're open to that, we'd, we'd love to talk through it, but yeah. How much drive, chip, and putt did you guys watch? Zero, none. Uh, I missed. You know, I missed it. I was didn't want to watch it at all. Flipped it on this morning. Cried three times. <laughs> cried, <laughs> cried three times. <laughs> I think that might be the 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 sign that you know what, guys, we're not as young as we used to be. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look again. That's another thing. It's not for me. Like I, I was kind of begrudgingly put it on. Like I don't need to watch the drive, chip, and putt. Wouldn't have recorded it, but. It is very much for a different audience. Like they're very clearly going for the family, you know, appeals. But like, yeah, they had the kid on that his mom had stage four cancer, and like she was like they did a whole feature piece on that, and that was really, really, really good. Then a girl that was adopted two years ago, a seven year old that ended up winning, and her dad was there, and then like it was, it got me like three or four times. Uh, this is from the NLU Slack, if I may uh, offer this up as evidence <laughs> into the court. Solid nine thirty one a.m. Golf Channel laying it on so fucking thick this AM with the drive, chip, and putt. Solly, 10.03 AM. Update, I have now cried twice. (laughs) (laughs) That was a true, just life comes at you fast moment this morning. Look, was I a little hungover and maybe on the edge to begin with? Maybe, all right? Uh, uh, now I'm uh, Much like the dudes, drive, chip, and putt's sweet. That's that's the ultimate, like... uh, there, listen, Randy. There's some, it's, not it's not for sweet. you. It, it, some no, things no, I would change. With, yes. Here's my problem with drive, trip, and putt. I think I think the competition itself is stupid. Well, of course. That's that's what I was gonna say. Sure. Yeah, I, I would tweak some of the tweak some of the uh, the stages. 
Of course. The problem, yeah. the bigger problem is the cheering dads, like the way the fist pumping dads. Yeah. There's a difference like between the dads that are super like excited for their kid and they're the dads that are there for their glorious moment. I also don't like if Randy, another thing I'd love to offer up where making having the parents wear like the matching uniforms bad oh, bad, bad. it's the not worst good. not good it's the worst now look when worst. said kid runs up and hugs their mom and mom says sure. i'm so proud of you sure. yeah i'm gonna cry <laughs> i'm gonna cry of course, of course i'm gonna do it but they you know they're taking that decision out of your hands at some point <laughs> that, you know you're, you're left with no choice you have to cry the third cry is like shampoo effect like exactly they, they, anything would have made me cry at yeah. that point they could they could go a long way to getting me on board if they got rid of all the age groups 10 and over it, it should be six seven eight and nine year olds that's it love Once that you hit 10 you got to go play real golf well thomas stone was out, was out there what playing the u.s women's open at 12 yeah you exactly know. we don't need to see these 15 year old kids hitting 10 foot putts Once they, take, made the cut at the masters at 14 take, take that and, away and have so, yeah and have some self-respect <laughs> that's what well, listen this is well-worn territory on this podcast We've, we're, we're we're throwing red meat to the to the lions now <laughs> allegedly it's, there was it's so true though god I, I, there's nothing i believe in uh like uh, truthfully honestly more than than the 14 and 15 year olds need to get you, out of the drive chip and putt you say that and then you're before you know it, you're crying into your coffee cup okay can i say i don't get why all the kids are allowed to watch the putts anyone That's who's done tough. a blind that, chip off you. any of that stuff you know you can't yeah. watch how much the putt breaks That's they need to change that rule um, allegedly, there was a PGA Tour event this past week as well. I think this is a record for us for first mention of that. Um, legit, all I got JJ respawned and, and won the tournament. He uh, did respawn. Yeah, uh, Good win for him. Huge yeah, win. It was great. Just a couple things. We always talk about national opens. We don't talk about state opens a lot. And this is the 100th anniversary of the Texas Open. That's a that's wild. That's a that's wild. That's a historic like that should be feel like a historic thing, right? And it has just turned into like such a sub tier PJ Tour event, and it's just kind of a it's kind of a bummer. I was reading through a lot of quotes trying to drum up some some excitement for talking about the Valero Texas Open. Uh, it was a great question. I don't know who asked. Someone asked Spieth like, "What what's this tournament's identity?" And I thought he had a good answer that it plays very Texas for the Texas Open. You have to control your ball and conditions more here than you do just about anywhere else on tour. Does that ever come through on the broadcast? Oh, God, no. Zero percent, oh, no. right? And oh, it's no. one of those things where I, I always watch it, or I, I, I like kind of half watch it. And I'm always like, ah, this tournament sucks. Turn it off. Uh, and when you actually dive in, it is somewhat of an interesting golf course, right? And there is – it does reward different, you know, kind of a diversity of playing styles. And there is always like a – a unique leaderboard and there's all these little things i'm like yeah you yeah, you do that well you do that well you do that well this should add up to something that i i you know really like dig but there's just like 200 times more golf tournaments than we need and i think it's just a casualty of that yeah it's a uh it's anything around major championships is going to get sucked up into the vacuum of yeah. it one it's going to affect your field um and really it's just like for speed Rory, Bryson, I'm just looking into how you played this week as it relates to the Masters. I don't really actually care how you do in the tournament. It's uh, It signifies the turning of the calendar into the PGA Tour part of this season that just doesn't matter. Like, I just don't – I can't get hyped for it. There's the, the, the beginning part of the year is so good. It's it's the be People are watching golf the most. We can see it in all of our metrics. You can feel the kind of buzz around a lot of the PGA Tour events, you know, not named American Express and Honda and, and, and whatnot. 
And now it's like, okay, it's major season and everything else kind of falls by the wayside in between. There's some big stops in between. There's Memorial. There's, you know, a couple others here and there. But like for the most part, it's it's about the majors from here on out. And yeah, we, we've done in 2022, we've done more on breakaway tours and stuff than we, you know, <laughs> would need to do in a decade. But only only parallel or only kind of uh, toe I'll dip into that water is just... Again, it, it continues to highlight the difference between the majors and the PJ Tour, right? And and especially the PJ Tour trying to make the conundrum that they're in where they're forced to kind of try to treat every event the same, and it's also, like, impossible to do that, right? And trying to lump the Valero Texas Open in with, you know, the players and Riv and all of these things, it just kind of shows how big that chasm is. We talked about the fucking drive, chip, and putt before we talked about this event. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's tough. It's not that the old AT&T at Sugarloaf in Atlanta was that great of shakes or, but I even thought that in the Houston Open used to be right in front of the Masters. I thought for whatever reason, those fit better. And yeah. this, this event at Valero in San Antonio just seems so random, which it, it just even feels more disconnected for whatever reason. I don't know if you guys feel that way too. Rory, 100%. All the players always get asked, like, is this a good tune-up? Is it not? And first of all, Rory played, which we didn't really, well, sort of, we didn't really talk about. But he talked about how a lot of the surrounds, again, like I think it's a more interesting golf course than it probably gets credit for. But it's uh, he talked about how a lot of the surrounds are actually like kind of similar to Augusta. It obviously doesn't look like it, but uh, the way that the wind plays there, it just kind of turns all these greens into like, from small greens into like really, really, really small landing zones, which kind of should hypothetically sharpen your iron game. And so I think there's some, some Augusta stuff to take from it. It's just when there's, you know, the Anwa and a LPGA major and we've got Augusta next week, it's just going to keep getting bumped down and down after and down. WGC. Right. Before, yeah. Shortly after the players. Yeah. It, uh, to take nothing away from JJ spawn, it's yeah. cool, cool win. And that's where it's like, it's, you know, these winners just get put in kind of a weird, a weird situation. Like, of course, it's it's a PJ Tour win. It's still a great field. There's great players in the field. It's it comes with a two year exemption. He gets into the Masters. He, there's there's all these things. It's just it's kind of weird that it uh, doesn't come with with any kind of fanfare. You know. Yeah. The, the thing I was gonna say about JJ Spawn that I think is kind of fun is he's one of those guys that, again, as as like the top of the world gets so much deeper and and better it seems right like when that that top 10 just like is so good and so fun to talk about and and so easy to focus on it is it's fun every now and again when you have a guy like this win that you know you kind of can zoom out and see like these macro like year-long trend lines right where i think at this time last year he was like five i wrote down what was it like 558 in the world and just Nothing but respect for the people who just kind of like slowly when you zoom out on data golf or on the OWGR website or whatever, and you can just kind of see them like slowly ticking their way up, 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 and uh, finally paying off with a win. It's, it's, you know, it's, that's part of the tapestry of golf as well. So good for, good for him. God, you're going to make Solly cry a fourth time today. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the, I guess what I'm getting at with all this is like, <laughs> I'm trying to find these guys when I'm making picks each week, right? And I need to be noticing like, oh, T7 in Bermuda. Ooh, T16 at Sea Island. Oh, T16 yeah. at Pebble. God, a bunch of top 30s. He's been very consistent. This is JJ Spawn. He might pop to, one of these weeks. And I just to totally miss blood. it. Exactly. 
to totally miss it. Um, it, it's, it, it is one of those things for me where it's like, I'm sure he's a lovely dude. I'm sure there's many great stories about him, but it's just a casualty of having like 250 of these guys that we're supposed to keep track of. And I just don't know that if that is the case. And I'm sure that is felt by people that do not cover golf. Uh, you know, that is absolutely no reflection on him. It's just, man, it's, it was tough to get excited about the leaderboard and anything that was any kind of storylines that were developing there. That being said, we doing this with speed. We doing it. Are we willing to ignore Did like you see three this? months of data and just look at today's round? Did you I'm, see the stat I'm that in, I saw? Which was well, I saw a lot of them today that were very much I felt like directed at me. Gained the most strokes on the field, uh, tee to green. Is that what it was, or was it approach? That was uh, his best like approach round ever, or something. Today. Yes, four point nine or something like that. No, seven, seven shots. Approach? No, he was four oh, something. Must approach. have been tee to green. Tee to green was like seven. Yeah, yeah, he, he gained more horrible. more shots on the field tee to green than he ever has in that stat today. And he also said, uh, quote, this is the worst I've ever put it in a professional event, end quote. Well, love that. I'd, I'd rather have him striping it. And That's kind of what I'm thinking. You flip over to, I mean, he putted horribly. The guy went looked up, looked it up last year. Guess who led the field in strokes game tee to green at the Masters last year? Jordan Spliff. Uh, he was negative .88 in putting last year at the Masters. If he putts just decent, he wins his fourth green jacket. It, that has no parallels this year. What are you talking about? <laughs> and for him to be striping, if he was putting good on those greens, I'd be. I wouldn't think that would translate over anyways. So whatever. Maybe he gets the hot putter if you were hitting it good. I'm in. All I needed was a little sign of life. I'm in. Jordan Spieth's gonna win the Masters. He's, I'm in too. All oh, yeah. In. <laughs> I really think Spieth winning the Masters is the best thing that could happen in the world to golf. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. More than Rory I, winning it, winning the career Grand Slam. Rory, Rory's Rory not going to entertain that. But, gosh, there is, you know, those guys not really playing well and winning any majors in, in quite a while now. It just has zapped some of my interest in the in the in the pga tour where i i need those guys so yeah i'm all in on speed because i i i want to be i need to be all i need in on speed. i need it i need it i was trying i meant to look this up and i and maybe can kind of build this out even more uh to expand past three these three guys but between jt and jt doesn't really belong in this group because he's only got one but jt speed and rory none of them have won a major past the age of 25 it's crazy man which is I believe that to be true. I think Rory won the um, his British at 24 or 25. It I'd have to look at it. Sounds up, but, right. Um, or PGA would have been his most recent one, but it is kind of wild. Um, I, I I think we are looking for any kind of sign of life. Look, the numbers are there in terms of what he turns into when he gets to that golf course, Augusta, of course. And I will still continue to acknowledge, you know, this is a tough L for the eye test. And he does not look like he's hitting it better than he ever, you know, better than he was at this time last year when he was going on his little Cinderella run last year. The the takeaway, the rehearsals, all that stuff, you got to just kind of close your eyes. Uh, but the numbers say that it's uh, he's hitting it better this year than he is last year, than he was last year. I don't think it says that for the whole year, does it? I mean, it sounds like in, in this, like, lead up, in the last, like, I don't know what the – I forget the date range on what I saw was, but it's comparable or better to when he was going on that run from kind of the Phoenix Open to Augusta last year. I do not think the numbers check out on that one. He was like, I, I can look that up for you, but I think this was kind of like a, uh, a you know, we were, we were searching for something and we found a little bit of something. Because if you look at, I, I put together some charts and tweeted this out just like 
strokes gain numbers of every of all the top favorites and speed over the past three months only shows a 0.48 strokes gained and he was like two point something last year and i think it was more like his approach sorry approach is 0.44 which is you know good not great um it's not like elite jordan speed stuff but who could say I mean, how wild is it, back to your point, that both Tiger and Phil have won majors more recently <laughs> than Rory, Spieth, and Justin Thomas? It's, it's Yeah. I don't understand the concept of time. <laughs> I truly don't. I, these guys might need their cards revoked. That's what I'm saying. Okay. If Tiger goes out there and competes, I'm I'm taking cards. We got we to gotta do better than this, guys. I'm sorry. I think that's super fair. I think there's going to be some guys upset to hear that, but I, I think – I think that's well within your right. Thank you. They might not like hearing it, but I think it's important. So the three months leading up, and I don't think this counts this week, Spieth is .44 in strokes gained approach. Last year, he was 1.27. Mm. So he was he was blades, and he was putting good last year. He was a, you know, he was plus .48 on the on the greens, but that is not the case this time around. So we're looking for the we're looking for the the magic to come out, and he's going to come in with lower expectations. I've talked myself into it. Uh, Rory emceeing, I'm, I'm struggling to see anything to get super excited about there other than his numbers do check out for the whole first part of the year. It doesn't feel like it in any way. Uh, I struggle to imagine, you know, he was struggling with his distance control and his approach play in general at Valero. I can't imagine that magically getting great at a place where you need to be a lot more precise with irons, but, uh, any reason to be hyped about Rory coming into this? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, we could save that for the, we could save that for the preview. No. No, <laughs> like, yeah, dude, it, am I really vibing on his, you know, missed cut at the Valero Texas Open? Like, no, I'm, okay. I'm not. Okay, I'm I not I, I'll jot that down. I didn't have, I didn't know <laughs> where you're gonna go with that, but he, he's gone from, you know, he just can't win majors, but he's winning a ton on tour to now he just doesn't win, and that's concerning. I think he, I, I don't like where this is headed, and I think it's early retirement. <laughs> I think his his pre round presser was was interesting. Hearing him talk about like, I mean, he just. In a great way, this is the same thing we always talk about with Rory is like, keep talking. It's fascinating. I don't know that we've ever had it like a better window into a superstar's mind. And I, I love hearing it, but it also just kind of drives me crazy as a Rory fan in that it just, he it seems like he, he's feeling a lot of things out there. You know, it's like, well, I don't want to like, I don't want the match play to be my last thing before oh, the yeah. masters. That's a completely different mentality. Uh, so I'm going to play the, I'm gonna, I have to play stroke play, but like the masters doesn't, I'm not even thinking yeah. about the masters. I'm not even thinking about it. Uh, but I do, I definitely need to be, need to play here because in 2013, I came and played here and I actually got like a lot of confidence from playing the Texas open. So like I took that into Augusta and I played pretty well. So this week I'm, I'm like really excited to be back. I'm going to wear the same shirt too. And, and then he misses the cut. It's like, well, fuck man. Like what's he <laughs> feeling now? Like, I don't know. I hope he just doesn't. I hope that he can walk away from this week and be like, well, you know, I did a lot of good things and let's go focus on it rather than just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> Last segment here. We're going to go our Callaway what's in the bag segment. We are going to go into big Randy's bag. You teased to talk. Gosh, we were excited to talk about the rogue pro irons. I didn't even know how good the big guy was hitting the rogue ST driver, but Randy, you got some new irons. I keep, I you know, I heard like all these things are sexy. You got to check them out. I'm going to encourage everyone to go to CallawayGolf.com and just look at the Rogue Pro irons. You finally, it took a long time to get you to switch. What got you to switch, and what do you like about the new sticks? I'm a Rogue guy. I my last pair was were Rogue Pro irons, and I was waiting for Rogue Pros to come back out. I, you know, I gave the Apex a shot. They're great clubs, but 
just uh, a little bit of offset didn't fit my eye. And so I was thrilled with the rogue pro irons coming out this year, happy to get them. And I can report they have exceeded my expectations. Very clean. They have a very slick uh, design to them. Obviously they're not blades, but they're more in that mold than like a clunky cavity back type of iron, which I really like. Um, they're a player's really, iron. Yeah, they're a player. Exactly. Exactly. When you're, when you hit your irons, like I do, that's what I demand. So are you flushing it? I got, I mean, I got to play him for the first time in South Carolina. Deed, you were there. T's strap coming out. I thought I hit my irons pretty well, by and large. Yeah. Um, didn't always go where I wanted, but I felt like I was. Process was, was great. Yeah, I was hitting the middle for the most part. So, really like them. We're gonna uh, we're headed over to Scotland here next week for an extended trip, and I'm so excited to dive in and and really test them. Uh, I've just I, I found them just the sweet spot and the ease with which, you know, playing for the first time with them hadn't really hit them on the range. Like they were just great. So all, all props to Callaway. I am a rogue guy. I love the rogue pro irons and uh, that's their new model this year. So if anybody's in the market, once that clean look sleek, good looking irons, no offset, you got to check out rogue pro. Is this going to get you on the golf course more often in 2022? I think it will, you know. I haven't seen, I haven't heard you get excited about anything. I, I I usually kind of just exclude you from the what's in the bag segment because you don't really like playing golf that much. But you're like, I will talk about these irons immediately if you need me to. Yeah, I like them, and uh, obviously, shout out to the driver too. I, I thought that was I was finding that very fun to hit. I, I'm hope I'm hopeful, you know. I'm, I'm hoping to get involved with our with our roost, the my local one, the Herb Rollers. Shout out to uh, to the Denver and the the Colorado roost. People can check that out on um, the Nest uh, on our message board if they're so inclined. But yeah, hoping to play more golf. To answer your question, we'll see how it goes. I'll probably hate it by the end of the year. <laughs> golf. Yeah, I assume you mean golf, not the road yeah, pro. Not the teams, iron, please. No, it won't you. be their fault. It'll be my fault. <laughs> I think you're going to get a big dose of golf this week in in Scotland. A, a trip we've referenced it a couple times now. What twice delayed, thrice delayed. Twice I think we delayed. started planning it in 2019, uh, and it has been delayed ever since. But uh, the boys will be boys will be over in uh, the Greater Fife area for what ten days, eleven days, twelve days, something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, just absolutely soaking it up. Randy, if that's not filling up your tank, you know, I, I feel like, well, I guess it could cut both ways. Either you could, you could completely get your fill and, and then not play for the rest of the year, or it could just really remind you, it could be, you know, uh, golf in the kingdom shit, just absolutely reminding you of, of, of everything you love, about returning it. to burning bush country club and just reminding, yeah. uh, reminding you of what you love about the game. But, uh, either way, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to play with you guys. Um, It'll be it'll be a great trip. Listen, getting to play over there is is such a treat. It, I'm fully confident it will be totally fulfilling. Can't wait. And just for clarity's sake as well, we will have full Masters coverage yes. while we are there as well. We are going to be uh, yeah. There, there's nothing will change on this other than probably a Tiger announcement will happen while we're flying over over to the UK. So. <laughs> That is a wrap for us tonight. Uh, We'll be back with a Masters preview very early on in this coming week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you for the best week of the year, Masters week. We finally made it. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you, boys, for being here. Cheers. Cheers. Crack on. Be the right club. Be the right club today.
Yeah, I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything different.